Bartering is the system of exchanging goods or services for other services and goods without using money. While bartering can be traced back to 6000 BC with the Mesopotamians and the Phoenicians, Craigslist has made bartering popular again. This show is about the stories and the people bartering on Craigslist. Welcome to The Trade. In this episode, I will tell you the story of how I fell into Craigslist, how a smoking motor on an old Sunbeam stand mixer and my desire to eat cake introduced me to the world of bartering. My special guest today is my wife, Colleen, which only makes sense since she was the inspiration for this entire Craigslist journey. Colleen, thank you for joining us today on The Trade. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. So you clearly deserve all the credit for our being here today. This has been a long journey that began several years ago, and you are most definitely the reason for the very first barter I did on Craigslist. Why don't you give us some of the background and tell us how we got here? Our daughter, Cora, was born in January of 2009, and... Like we had mutually decided, I ended up resigning from my full-time teaching job. And although I was very excited to be home with her, I also wanted to take up a couple other hobbies. And one thing that I had always been interested in was learning how to decorate cakes. So I thought by the summertime, I had things a little better under control with her. So I decided to start taking classes at AC Moore through Wilton. And that's what I did that summer. And one of the things that they teach you in the classes is not only about the decorating, but how to bake a cake and how to make your own icing. The icing itself is simple to make with only a few easy ingredients, but I needed to have the right equipment to do so. So what do you mean that you needed the right equipment up to that point all we had was a really cheap off-brand mixer that very quickly literally burned out as i was mixing the icing one day and the mixing wasn't all that the the icing that you were mixing wasn't all that stiff it this is really a testament that that was pretty typical icing nothing special (laughs) it was a testament to how crappy the stand mixer was yes it sounds like we we really should have gotten a better mixer much, much earlier than we actually did. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to do the math quickly in my head here. I mean, <laughs> this was eight, eight and a half years, eight and a half years in probably. And we, up to that point, clearly never used a mixer for anything uh, even semi-involved. So yeah, we we didn't have we didn't have the right tools for me to continue on with these classes at that point. And and probably even more importantly than not having the right tools for the for the job, we didn't have the income at that time to go get the right tools for the job, which is where Craigslist came into play. So what was it that we were going to go after? Oh, that's right. Because I, I don't know the numbers and the model numbers and even the court size numbers, but. I had had enough friends by then who had KitchenAid mixers 
in their kitchens or on their wedding registries that I thought, okay, that seems to be the top of the line piece that certainly won't burn out when I tried to make your standard buttercream icing recipe. We didn't, we didn't know what model we were looking for. We didn't know sizes. We didn't know anything. We just knew that we needed a KitchenAid mixer. They were, they were going to be big enough and strong enough. And I really wanted to eat cake. So we were going to have to do this. So this is where we got started with the first trade. Do you remember what item I put up for trade uh, to get this mixer? I have very few memories of that time of my life with Cora. I think I was, she was a terrible sleeper, but no, I don't, I have, I barely remember that you got this through Craigslist. So this was, so yeah, this was a trade that I offered an Ibanez acoustic electric guitar with a cutout. But why did you have that guitar? I had that guitar because I was taking guitar lessons uh, during my master's degree program when we lived in Baltimore. I don't remember anything super cool about any of the, the playing, but did you use that little cutout ever? I did not because okay. I was never cool enough to use the cutout. I, I was playing uh, much, much further up on the on the fretboard, and I never got good enough to actually justify using it in the first place, but it was a beautiful guitar. The guitar was very nice. Was it blue? N- no, <laughs> no, no, let's no, let's just let's just stick with okay. it was a beautiful Ibanez acoustic electric guitar. I used it uh, oh. to, to play when I was uh, in a master's yeah. degree program at Towson University. And well, let's see. Do you remember? You don't remember much from the time. Do you remember any of the songs that I played on it? You would play Take It Easy by the Eagles. I feel like that was your your piece de resistance for your final for your guitar final yes yes yeah. it was so you do remember some of the details yeah, but that here. was before cora was born yes yeah. so by the time she came along our lives as we knew them ended you started wanting to make cakes and burned out a mixer so we had this guitar that wasn't being used anymore really still a beautiful instrument and we needed a KitchenAid mixer now we had done a couple of things with Craigslist previously. We had made a couple of purchases. Uh, for instance, when we found out that you were pregnant, we actually went and got a radio flyer wagon with air-filled tires uh, in preparation for. No, I think I think she was already born when we got that. I don't think. No, I think so. she was because I remember her. Well, anyway. Well, one way or the other, we bought the we bought the wagon well before this first trade. So okay. at that point, we had made a couple of purchases. We had bought things through Craigslist, but we hadn't done any trading. And this was this was the first trade. Then Ibanez acoustic electric guitar for a KitchenAid mixer. And ironically, I found somebody in the Willow Grove area, I believe, who was who was very interested in trading with me. So in January of 2011, I think it was, I think it was January 2011. No, must have been 2000. For this trade? Must have been 2010. Had to be. Had to be Because I started taking those classes in summer 2009, and it was very soon that the mixer broke blew up. <laughs> okay, so this Burned has been out. so this was more than 9 years ago, January 2010. I went to Willow Grove to 
the house of the of the man who I was trading with. Tell me what your what your thoughts were. How did you feel about me doing that? I probably was worried. I don't remember being worried, but me being I am worried about everything, so I probably was worried that you wouldn't make it out alive. Too many thoughts about Craigslist killers? Probably. But I did want that mixer, so it was worth it to me to send you in. <laughs> so you were willing to risk my health, my safety, um, in order to get a used mixer. Well, if, because if your timeline is correct there, which I actually don't think it is, but let's go with that. If it really was January 2010, then I was under the gun for Cora's first birthday, and that was the whole point of taking the classes that I wanted to be able to make our children's birthday cakes on my own and not have to go out to a bakery. Ah, so. uh, yeah, this was definitely January 2010. Okay, so I went to Willow Grove, went to this guy's house, had never met him before because that's the way Craigslist transactions work. And I took with me the guitar and I was expecting to get the mixer. So I get there and and the guy was really very nice. Um, I actually still have his email address. I've not contacted him in nine years. Uh, not in the nine years since. Now, I actually went through all of my old emails to find out who was it. And um, I have reached out to him to see if maybe he'd be willing to do an interview on a future episode. But I haven't heard back from him yet. So anyway, he, he had the mixer. He gave that to me. And... He, um, he commented about how beautiful the guitar is and then said, you know, I, I, I'm not sure that this is a, a fair trade necessarily. So he offered a couple of other things. And that day, the trade resulted in me coming home with a Husqvarna leaf blower, a Delta bench grinder, an 18 gauge staple nailer brad gun with an air compressor and an electric pressure washer. So how'd you do with the mixer? It was great. It worked out exactly the way that we had envisioned it. It didn't burn out. Um, it, I was able to make the icing exactly how I wanted to, the consistency of the icing the way that I wanted it to. Um, and I was able to make that first birthday cake for Cora and many subsequent cakes. You remember what the first cake was? In the in that summer with the old mixer? No, 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 mixer? no. Do you remember what you made for Cora's birthday? The, oh, oh the yeah, it wasn't fancy. It was it was just a. Uh, I used actually fondant because I had never used fondant before, and it was just pink fondant with green lettering with her name. Uh, very simple. So you risked my life to get this mixer, and you didn't even use it to make icing. No, no, no. I did use the icing inside for, for in the cake, and you have to put the buttercream on outside before you put the fondant on anyway and there was actually no risking of your life that was all just happening in my head it always happens in my head like that so don't worry about that okay okay i am a little concerned but but i'll put that aside for the time being do we still have that mixer by the way no and why not did it die no it didn't it served its purpose and then we moved on to bigger and better things with a bigger KitchenAid mixer so it was used I don't think you used it in a trade for the next mixer but the domino effect occurred and ultimately I have what size is it now an eight quart six, six quart, quart six quart KitchenAid stand mixer in the kitchen 
Yeah, we upgraded from... So the one that we got in the trade was a four-quart mixer, and it was wonderful for for a time. And then, of course, these cakes became more and more complex, and uh, and we just needed a bigger bowl, as I remember. So we sold that one and then picked up a, a six-quart stand mixer that we still have. And we've been using that one for the last, I don't know, five years, maybe? Six years? Sure. Something like that. Something like that. It works. That's what it, that's what I need to know. Does it work? Yes, it works. But that was that also was a Craigslist. That was a Craigslist purchase, not a Craigslist trade. Okay. And I remember that one was in King of Prussia. So tell me about some of the other cakes that you've made. Any of them that are memorable that have stood out that you've made either with the six quart mixer that we now have or with the four quart mixer. Well, I definitely don't remember the distinction between the four and the six quart, but there are some memorable cakes in the past almost decade. A lot of them are birthday cakes. So one was a farm cake that I made for Cora's second birthday. I don't know what prompted me to take on that challenge, but um, maybe I felt like I had a little more time on my hands and I could could take that on it was enormous <laughs> it involved uh, royal sugar and rice krispies and all kinds of things but it was very cute and Cora was able to play with the little animals that I made and then one year for Ben we made a Thomas the train cake that was very cute and very three-dimensional because it the way I was able to do it made it look like Thomas was coming out of a tunnel on the railroad tracks and it was really it was really cute and I think the Maybe the point of all of this for your story here with the Craigslist is that I don't, when I think about these cakes, I don't think about the mixer. Like that's not part of the story for me. Um, and that's kind of the way it's supposed to be, I think, that you, if you have the right tools that you can just do what you need to do and that's not a memorable part of it. Um, so it was kind of funny when the cheap little one burned out um, and obviously that's what started you on this. But when I think back on any of these cakes i can think about being frustrated because i messed up on something or it was fun because of involving other people in it but the equipment is not really ever part of it because it just works so even though the things that we have were all used it doesn't matter because it works and we were able to do what we needed to do i love this story obviously this was my first trade. This is one that I remember very, very clearly. It's one that has has really worked out well for us over the long haul. I still have that Delta bench grinder. I still use the Husqvarna leaf blower. I sold the uh, the staple gun, the nail gun, and the air compressor. I actually sold that when we lived in Lancaster. I went to a Burger King parking lot and sold it to a man who wanted a cheap nailer so that he could fix up his house in Ocean City, New Jersey. Another, another great story. Maybe I'll try to track him down someday and see if he ever did fix up his house. We don't have the mixer anymore, but the legacy of the mixer lives on in the birthday cakes that continue to be made over and over and over again. I think it's, I think it's a great story. So for the last nine and it's about, uh, it's about nine and a half years at this point, you have been, you've been making cakes with a mixer that I picked up in a trade for a guitar that I used while getting a master's degree. So yeah, I would say that this is a trade that has worked out well. So Colleen, I'm wondering if you might be willing to help me out in, in, in creating a new trade right now. I would like to offer 
all of our listeners. There may only be two. You and I might be the only two listeners. But um, I would like to offer a trade to anybody who is listening to this podcast. I'm going to hand the item to you. I will provide a brief technical description like what I would write on a Craigslist ad. But then maybe you could actually describe it. We can't do photos. So you're going to have to provide the photo description for everyone. Couldn't you put some photos up on your Facebook page? Don't you have a Facebook page for this podcast uh, or Twitter? Yes, you yes. Social media well, you, genius. You're my social media producer, so I, I think you'll have to be doing that for me. Okay. But um, let's let's describe this. So some of our listeners may know that you and I are both teachers, and uh, they may know that you're a middle school teacher and that I currently teach online. So my students are all over the world. And I teach algebra and statistics right now. So as you might imagine, we do a lot of graphing of formulas, a lot of graphing of expressions, and a graphing calculator is very useful. However, I have found that it is much, much easier with the students who I am teaching online to use online calculators rather than, uh, rather than a TI-83. So... I am offering today a TI-83 plus calculator in trade. And actually, Colleen, I think this was your calculator. Um, I think this was your calculator. I think I stole it from you and was using it. And now I'm offering it in trade. I, yeah, it, it could be. In that case, it's a little old, a little bit. So it's, it is, this is a vintage TI-83 calculator. Better word. Uh, can you can you describe its condition to everyone so they can see in their um, in their minds what it might look like? I'd say it's a graphing calculator in good condition. It's dark gray cover and the body, and I'm not really sure. Oh, I know that I just put actually Ben just put brand new batteries in it, so you're all set to go. Is there any writing on it? Is there, are there any marker marks? Are there scratches? No, actually, it, there aren't any. So it's, it's good. It's good condition. Not beat up, not no. banged up. There's no dents, there's no dings, there's no scratches, no writing on it. It looks almost like it would if you took it straight out of the packaging. And of course, TI-83s are still available on Amazon. You can buy them new. And they actually, they still run about 90 or $95. So it's an expensive calculator. You can get it here for a, a, a trade offer of some kind. I'm not looking for anything in particular, but um, you know, throw out your offers and let's see where it goes. You can make an offer on this TI-83 calculator by sending an email to thetradecl at gmail.com. Thank you to our special guest, Colleen, and thank you all for listening to our show today. Join us next time as I share stories about some of my more memorable Craigslist trades, talk with another great guest, share the results of our TI-83 trade, and offer another item for trade on the show. In the meantime, have you made a great deal on Craigslist? Share it with us. That email again is thetradecl at gmail.com. That's it for now. Good luck in your search for your next great deal on Craigslist and let us know about it on The Trade. <laughs>